When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. In the know, non-stop Vikings talk, it's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Mm. Straight cash, homie. Straight cash, homie. There we go. Straight cash, homie. Trying to fire my button bar. Randy Moss's straight cash homie is freezing. What about Rick Spielman's laugh? <laughs> okay, not freezing. After, uh, Spielman took a shot at, uh, was it Pete Prisco from CBS yeah. on Twitter yesterday? Yeah. 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 Learn Savage the game. Rick. Learn the game. Just a total, like, dunking, mocking tweet because Pete Prisco was saying, like, these pro days are meaningless and Rick Spielman learned the game and he yeah. went on this rant. <laughs> Spielman's yeah. got, like, 2,000 followers on Twitter. Let's give him a boost. I think it's just, like, isn't it just, like, at Rick Spielman? Let's see here. Let's do a quick I search. Don't even know. I just know that that glass house must be very comfortable. <laughs> oh, it's Spielman Rick. Spielman underscore Rick. Destination Florida, USA. He joined in July of 2022. So hey, Rick, okay. Rick's coming up in a few months on his one-year Twitter anniversary. Congratulations to former Vikings GM Rick Spielman. Which is not to be confused with his burner account, which I'm sure was in play uh, long ago. Oh, yeah. All those guys. It's funny. They all like, oh, I don't really follow that stuff. No, you all have like Bob 6492318989 burner accounts. I forget what Bill Guerin told us, but Guerin doesn't have a Twitter account, but he was like, oh, no, I'm monitored in Twitter. He was like, I, I, I see what people are saying to a degree. So, so he, he, he has a burner account? He basically confirmed to us that at least he has some type of account. Maybe he's using the wild PR account. Just don't hit the like button on certain tweets, Bill, if you're doing <laughs> that, because then that's just going to screw up everything. Yeah, don't uh, don't be liking like porn star tweets, thinking that it's only you that it's going to see that. Anyhow, uh, welcome to Feedback Friday here, Mackie and Judd, uh, Purple Daily, I should say, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Mackie and Judd's our other daily show. We do Feedback Friday on that show too. So uh, plenty of Viking stuff across both shows today. The show is presented by TCL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL and learn more at TCL.com. You can always send us questions throughout the week. We stockpile, get to as many as we can. Uh, the the Scornorth app is the best place to just send us stuff, whether you're trying to get on Write That Down or whether you are trying to get something through on Feedback Friday. There's a Feedback tab at the bottom of the Scornorth app. You can hit us up whenever you want. The first question, kind of speculative. Hmm. Kind of speculative here, boys. Like so, um, here, I'll give you the official just to... Reckless oh, okay. speculation. 
So uh, there's been some Jerry Judy trade rumors floating around. Some people, we've probably gotten like 10 emails this week about Jerry Judy. And a couple of them have said that the Vikings are like connected to Judy. I haven't seen that credibly. Have you guys seen any like specifically credible reports linking the Vikings to Judy? No, just okay. reckless speculation. W- were they linked to him at the trade deadline? Yes. Last year. Yep. They right. were. Yeah. But was it was it actually linked or was it just speculatively? I think linked? it's more. I think it's always been more speculatively as a team that, that would make definite sense. Okay. So Jerry Judy, former first round pick by the Denver Broncos. So here's here's the one of the questions I plucked from Blake Reese. There have been questions and speculation for the Vikings with wide receivers they should go after to replace Adam Thielen. You guys have talked about this name in the past, but haven't heard anything as of recently. Do you think the Vikings should go after Jerry Judy? He could be a great compliment to Justin Jefferson. Could be a true number two wide receiver. So he was a f- first round pick, fifteenth overall by the Broncos in two thousand twenty. He was drafted a- ahead of Justin Jefferson, right? Yeah, I, what four guys were right? Mm-hmm. Justin was the fifth of the five receivers. Yep, out of Alabama, obviously. Um, so he um, probably had his best year last year, right? Statistically, sixty seven catches. 972 yards, six touchdowns. He's going to be a free agent in 2000, so two more years of team control, so to speak, assuming that yeah, you pick up the fifth-year option. But does that do anything for you, trading for a Jerry Judy? It does, depending on the asking price, and it would m- make sense here because I think he's struggled to uh, separate himself as what would be considered a true number one receiver. But, you know, in the two-role to Jefferson, he might be a great fit. Here's the issue, though. So if the Broncos are going to trade him and bail because they're not rebuilding, but they might be resetting some things, right? Aren't they going to want a draft pick, a high draft pick in this year's draft, like to make up for that trade? That would, if I'm the Broncos, my goal is to get compensation that allows me to draft a player in, let's say, the second round or third round. The Vikings don't have that to give. So I think Jerry Judy's a fit here as far as what he would bring. I don't know it's a fit as far as a trade because of the Vikings depleted draft um, class. So he, uh, and I'll throw this out there too, just for context. So Jerry Judy, if you're looking for a deep threat, he did catch 11 passes that traveled 20 yards in the air or more from Russell Wilson and whoever else they had playing quarterback at times. Uh, 11 of 26, a couple of touchdowns. He averaged 40 yards per catch on those balls that were targeted uh, that traveled 20 yards or more in the air. So he definitely has deep threat capabilities. Uh, Only one of them was a contested catch, though. So I don't know, something something to watch. But Dex, where are you at with Jerry Judy? Would you you'd probably have to trade the twenty third pick to get him, right? Yeah, I've seen reports. I think anywhere between first and second round picks is what they're asking for for Judy. If they, and I feel like we've had this conversation a lot. If they had possession of their second round pick, which I believe still was worth to get T.J. Hawkinson, but let's say they had. Their second round pick still in 2023. I would entertain that. I would entertain a second for Jerry Judy. But at this point, with you not having a second round pick, having a pretty big gap there between the 23rd and your third round pick, um, I'm not giving up a first round pick for him. I'd rather take a chance on a Quentin Johnston if he's there than trading for Jerry Judy. But if you had the second round pick, I'd be for it. I just don't think you have the capital to go up and get it. Yeah, like if you, Jerry Judy would have to be so much better than the first round pick that you'd use on a receiver like if you're going to give up your 23rd pick would you rather just draft Jordan Addison or Quentin Johnston or Zay Flowers and have five years of that guy 
who might even wind up being better than Jerry Judy, or would you rather trade that pick for two years of Jerry Judy? And then you have to confront, if you like him, a contract extension at the same time Justin Jefferson gets a contract extension. So now what are you, you going to pay $45 million for two wide receivers or $50 million, whatever it would wind up being? So it's a no for me. You know, if, if there was a path to get Jerry Judy for something far less than the 23rd pick and the Vikings don't have a second-round pick, all right, like the 87th pick or something. I could be, I could be talked into that. But uh, the, those two contracts coming up at the same time would scare me if I'm the Vikings because now, you know, and you can't, you probably can't turn, you wouldn't turn around and trade Judy then because you just acquired him. So interesting, uh, interesting discussion, but I don't know if it makes sense. A dream quest here via the Purple Daily YouTube channel says, I became a Vikings fan last year after being a lifelong Packers fan. Whoa. Wow. I feel like you buried the lead, Phil Mackey. I just, we should have led with this comment. Is that what you're saying? This is, I've never, I don't think I've ever heard this one before. I mean, I think Declan would say for for search purposes, Jerry Judy trade might show up higher than this. But um, he says, I became a Vikings fan last year after being a lifelong Packers fan. I just couldn't take Aaron Rodgers anymore. And now that he's moving on, I am staying right here with the Vikings. Purple Daily played a huge part in my transition from Packer fan to Vikings fan. Skull. (laughs) That is a... I feel like there's much more there. So he couldn't stand Rodgers, which makes perfect sense. But then to pivot to the Minnesota Vikings, and now to be staying put—that's pretty about a uh, football crisis. No, it, yeah. There's uh, by the way, there's photo evidence of a young, young Macadac back in the '90s when the Packers went to the Super Bowl in like '96 or '97. Yeah, and all of my so I was like 11 years old, and all of my. My mom's side of the family is from Wisconsin. They're just diehard Packers fans. And uh, they got me a Brett Favre Packers jersey for Christmas one year. And I wore it around, and I became sort of sort of a Packers fan when I was like 11 years old. And the Vikings had not drafted Randy Moss yet or anything. My family, my, my, my family tried to get me to be a Packers fan for one year. And then the Vikings drafted Randy Moss, and I was back. It was How'd a very parents, easy so, transition back. So what side were your parents on? Of that, um, well, so my well, my mom and dad were divorced. So my my dad grew up in Chicago as a Bears fan, and then became a Vikings fan. What a mess! But my mom grew up a Packers fan. I think at heart she was mostly a Packers fan. Okay, and my stepdad was a, and still is a Vikings fan. So there was some, there was some turmoil. But my I think my mom was like because she grew up also in Wisconsin. She played a role in trying to transition me from Vikings to Packers. She thought, like, oh, this is my chance. They're in the Super Bowl. Get him a Brett Favre jersey for Christmas. Yeah. I had a Donovan McNabb jersey in fifth grade, and I think I wore it on sixth and seventh grade yearbook photos because I can't tell the difference between which one because Declan looks the same from actually 13 to 32. Uh, but uh, <laughs> outside of that, I was mostly I was mostly very loyal to the Minnesota Vikings. We should do that. We should McNabb put all of your photos for like a 20-year stretch up on the screen and see if there's any Actually, difference. in high school, I was voted most changed from ninth to 12th grade. I, there, there was a glow up there at some point between 11th and 12th grade. <laughs> now, now, was was uh, old school cheesy Declan mustache in play here? Oh, no, this was not in play. This is almost... This is actually, that, two weeks without without shaving. Actually, that looks. Th- I got you know that looks pretty good. I'm talking about the old school sort of like D- David Spade, Joe Dirt, 
Just oh, the no. stash. I, if I could grow that, I would have liked that. No, I couldn't even grow a Joe Dirt stash. I feel like your facial hair looks fine right now. Yeah, you're kind of. This is probably the most facial hair I have ever seen you with. You yeah. say it's been. This is a two week grow right here. Probably almost two weeks for me. Well, the guy gets a gets a manscaped uh, yeah. endorsement and decides I'm gonna I'm gonna try that beard trimmer now. It's gonna take me four up. months to get something to trim, but <laughs> it looks okay. It doesn't look too bad. Yeah, it looks. I'd be curious to know what the audience. There's been a couple comments about Declan's beard growth here in the last couple weeks. I've seen. Curious to know what the audience thinks. Uh, Andrew Shockley says, "Do you think there's any chance Anthony Richardson falls to the Vikings at pick 23? Last year, Malik Willis had a good combine, and a lot of mock drafts had him rising into the top 10, and yet he fell to third round. Many teams are not as enamored anymore with guys who lighted up at the combine as we assume." Zero chance on this one. Um, I think the skill set with Richardson is superior to what Willis probably showed. And, yeah, I, I think Malik Willis, I'm telling you, I think there's a better chance he goes in the top three than falls. Uh, so Richardson, no. right? Richardson? Uh, yes. Sorry. Yes. I think there's a better chance that Richardson goes in the top three than, than falls. No, I expect. I do not expect a fall for Anthony. There is a, a little tease for our Saturday checkdown episode. Interesting mock draft from a prominent mock drafter. Ooh. As steam continues to build for quarterbacks falling in the draft. Let's just put it that way. Toward the this, Vikings. This time of year is so much fun because like now we've entered the time of year when when the mockers l- listen to, to the sabotagers and the sabotagers are trying to take <laughs> players down because teams want them to fall, right? Like this is like it's so predictable. He's got some character issues. Yeah, it's game. so. He's got he some character issues. Well. We yeah. talked to him for fifteen minutes, and for twelve, he only talked about himself. Slow to process defenses. Yep, yep. Don't tell anybody. You can use this on background for your mock draft. <laughs> I seriously, I, it is so predictable, but yet it's so much fun. All right, six rulers chimes in here via the Score North app, and says, "Hello, fellas. Hey, fella." I just wanted to add my two cents on the Lamar Jackson reckless speculation. In no way, shape, or form do I want to see this team in bed with another roster-killing, high-priced quarterback. I know Lamar is a special player, but I can't get behind a move that irresponsible. KOC was brought here to identify and develop our quarterback of the future, whether that's Trey Lance or a draft pick. We can finally see some light at the end of this salary cap hell we've been in, now it's time to let KOC do his thing, get a ring in the next few years. Wow, this that escalated. <laughs> this escalated from, I don't know about Lamar Jackson, to he's going to get a ring. Uh, go find the next guy to throw touchdowns to JJ for the next 10 years. Please don't look for him in Baltimore. This has been, so my biggest point of contention with this entire conversation has been this. Jackson's a tremendously talented player. I have some concerns about his ability to stay healthy. I have no concerns about his ability as a quarterback. But if you think about it, do you really want to go from one just incredibly bloated guaranteed contract to the next one? Like, I I, I like his point, and I agree completely, which is O'Connell's sort of here to find you a quarterback. So do you really need to go out on the market and pay, you know, again, Filet mignon dollars. I mean, we're talking the big bucks, and we're talking a lot of, of cap space. Um, that is my biggest, if I was to come up with a list of cons on the Lamar Jackson conversation, that would be atop my list. 
Yeah, I think, and I continue to say kind of the, the, the same thing about Lamar Jackson, which is I think he's better than Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's on that top tier with Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and who else? Maybe there's like two or three other guys maybe you would put on that list. And the top, the top tier being guys you would pay within reason anything to. The guys that you would make the highest paid quarterback in the NFL and then figure out the rest. You know, the Chiefs just won a Super Bowl doing exactly that. Part of, I think part of Lamar Jackson's appeal and value is he is, he's a winner, right? He wins games. Well, I think he's won like 75% of regular season games, but it helps when you're, wasn't he the 32nd overall pick? So he was not even a high first round draft pick. So he had a rookie scale contract that was even less than a top 10 pick would have. He was making, you know, two, three million dollars a year, taking up barely a speck of dust on their books. And they were able to put a bunch of really good players on that roster and pay extra money for, you know, defensive players and linemen. I know they haven't necessarily had as many special wide receivers and skill position guys, but you know, they've they've had they've had a roster that's been really, really good because he didn't make any money. So is he is he gonna have that same influence on winning? making 40, 50, right. $60 million at some point to the salary cap. And you have to get rid of one of your offensive linemen. You got to get rid of one of your, you know, cornerbacks or whatever it is. So I don't know. I just, I tend to agree with six rulers. I'd like the Vikings, even though it, like, you know what you're getting in Lamar Jackson. That's the, that's the thing that's tough. You'd be getting a really good quarterback. One of the top, like, seven to ten quarterbacks in the NFL, and a guy that at one point was maybe one of the two or three best quarterbacks, maybe he can get back there. But if you pay a guy that high of a percentage of your cap, the money that he wants, I just don't know that you can win a Super Bowl unless you have a Patrick Mahomes. So I'd I'd rather take a shot. Even if you get a quarterback that's not as good as Lamar, I think the rest of the benefits kind of make up for it, the roster building. And I guess if you did do this, which I still don't think would be a great idea from a salary cap standpoint. The one question is, would, could Lamar Jackson get into the Mahomes range with O'Connell as his coach? Um, because I am a John Harbaugh fan. I don't know that Baltimore offense has been run no. as well as O'Connell runs his mm-hmm. or will. So, like, that's the one thing. The, you, the nice thing about O'Connell and Kirk in retrospect now was I think we sort of got a look at the best Kirk can possibly be, which, which in my opinion is probably, you know, with the, the Zimmer staff, I was probably like, Kirk is probably 11, 12, 13 in fairness. Now I'm probably like, he could sneak in the top 10, like, like the Kirk that we saw throughout the course of the regular season can sneak in that t- top 10. Uh, he's not a top five. He's just not. Mm-hmm. So like, could Lamar going with what you just said, Phil, which is he is a, and I think most of us would agree a more talented a quarterback and human than Kirk Cousins. Um, could you get him into the Mahomes range with O'Connell? But I still don't know what's worth that cap hit. Yep. I don't know. Wouldn't you rather just like draft a talented quarterback and try to get that guy into the yes. Mahomes? I mean, that would be the, the holy grail, right? Or, a lottery ticket, or even get that. If you could sure. get, this is the thing. People think like it's only worth drafting a quarterback if you can get someone that's immediately better than Kirk Cousins. Or if you can get, if you don't get a Patrick Mahomes, it's a fail or something, right? Well, what if you drafted it? Let's say, let's say, uh, you know, Hendon Hooker or Will Levis or wh- whoever it is, you move up or they fall to you or whatever it winds up being. What if that quarterback becomes as good as Kirk Cousins did for a lot less money? How much better would this team be? 
how much better would this team be if you had Kirk Cousins on his rookie scale contract, for instance, right? So those are those are all. It's not just this linear jump from go get a quarterback better than this guy. It's about roster building and all these things. Uh, Alex Almquist chimes in. Uh, love what you guys are doing. With that being said, it's on us content consumers to help you guys as much as possible to allow you guys to continue creating that content. Thank you, Alex. Say more. He says, uh, you've mentioned uh, the Apple podcast rankings. You guys get up to seventh in, uh, in the Apple football podcast rankings, and it makes me wonder, what's the best platform in terms of revenue for you guys, uh, for us consumers to listen to the podcast on? I currently listen on Spotify. I've been for four years. I'm happy to make the switch to another platform if it's impactful one way or the other. Thank you for that offer, by the way. That's a that's a yeah. cool question. Um, I think it. I would say this, and you guys chime in if if I'm missing something here. But I think the two main things we would say is the more you can support our sponsors, the the better our business is. Right? I mean, we we create content for you guys, and we we bring Vikings fans into this community, and then we we hope that we you know when we partner with advertisers that we're providing some value if you've tried their product. So, like, I'm wearing, I'm still wearing. Like Chill Boys is off the schedule for now. I'm, I think they'll be back in the football season. I'm wearing Chill Boys right now. I love them. You know, Judd lost 40 pounds on Livia. Declan is uh, sweating basketball games on Underdog every single night this weekend. I mean, so we we use these products. If if you could help us in that way, that's the first thing to support the show. And secondly, it doesn't really matter if it's Apple, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you listen, it helps the show. So the more you can consume the show, the more it helps the show. I think the Apple rankings tend to be the most prominent because that's the biggest podcast listening platform still statistically. Spotify is getting close. Although YouTube is actually the, um, I think YouTube is right there with Apple now in terms of podcast listening if you just kind of look at the data the last couple of years. But wherever you consume, wherever it's convenient, it helps us. And and you supporting our sponsors helps us. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's about accurate. I, I would say whatever, which one you prefer. I'm a big Spotify guy personally. I have an iPhone, yeah. but I love Spotify. I, uh, you know, the Apple interface, not for me, but whatever you want to listen, that's all good. And then support the sponsors. Show me those underdog slips, okay? So I can see how other people can do really good at underdog fantasy while I'm fading and losing my money. So I love to see that first. That's what I love. And geez, Phil, if I'm a sponsor right now and I am intrigued because I know that, that these great listeners are going to support me, how can I possibly jump on Purple Daily or Mackie and Judd to advertise. Well, Judd, I'm glad you asked that question. You yeah, can email you. me at pmackey at scorenorth.com. That's P-M-A-C-K-E-Y at scorenorth, S-K-O-R North, dot com. If you have a business and you want to get the word out to this awesome audience, hit me up and we'll see if we can form a partnership. Um, and yeah, the other cool thing too, so like, you know, the Apple rankings thing, that was awesome for us. And I don't know if we'll ever get higher than seventh on the Apple National Football Podcast charts, or I guess if they win the Super Bowl, there's a good chance that we could go higher than seventh. But um, those rankings only include Apple listening. They don't include now. You know, pardon my take is above us and Colin Cowherd. Those guys crush on every platform. But there's a couple podcasts in there that, like at the, like that NFL uh, media podcast. I don't know that that podcast crushes on YouTube necessarily. I think it's more of an audio. I could be way wrong on that. But um, I would be kind of curious, like if you put YouTube in there too, what would what would it look like? But um, yeah, so thank you, thanks for asking that question. We appreciate it. 
Uh, Jared Vasquez says, normally I'm a listener through Spotify, but had to hop on the app here to uh, let Mackie know that the, that the child in me is a thousand percent jealous. He got to meet the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels, this week. I was in Phoenix for Shawn Michaels' streak versus career match at WrestleMania as a nine-year-old who didn't know it was scripted, sobbing my eyes out while my <laughs> little brother is sliding his thumb across his neck, cheering for The Undertaker. Keep up the great work. Started listening a year ago and won't stop anytime soon. <laughs> Sometimes when you meet your heroes, you realize that they're just douches. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever had that experience. but uh, like, um, So Judd and I are on the Tom Bernard show throughout the week, and uh, Rudy told a story. Rudy's one of the producers. He told a story a couple weeks ago about he got a chance. He was told by a club promoter. He's a stand-up comedian, a club promoter that he was going to be able to open for this. And he didn't say the name of the comedian, so I don't know who it is, but he was going to open for this comedian that he idolized and kind of, you know, watched from afar, and he was super excited. And he and he gets into the backstage area, and the promoter didn't tell the headliner that Rudy was going to have a five-minute opening slot. So Rudy goes in, kind of got, you know, he, he was put in a bad spot. He goes, hey, super excited to meet you and do five minutes to open. And the guy goes, did you ask? And Rudy's like, oh, I I thought it was, oh, no. I, th- oh, I mean, no. the, the promoter told me, he goes, you didn't ask. And he just like crapped all over him, right? Sometimes when you meet your idols, it sucks. Meeting Shawn Michaels was the opposite. He like helped me out of my nervousness. <laughs> and we talked wrestling for like five minutes. And we talked about that match too. And the, like the, the Undertaker matches and then the, when he refed the Triple H Undertaker stuff. So anyways, huge wrestling nerd. It was awesome. Yeah, I would I would have been a kid in a candy store. I also would have been like uh uh 2009 uh, 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 sweet chin uh, music uh, 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 uh slapping undertaker cross face like I I would have been the exact same way. <laughs> Mike Tyson punched you. Like I would have I would have done the same thing you would have done. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Uh, Adam says, Minnesota born and raised, just moved from Seattle to Phoenix. Cannot possibly thank you and the boys enough for Purple Daily. Thank you, Adam. I honestly think as a displaced Vikings fan, I have more insight into the team now than I did when I was living in town. The reason for this email, I've been trying to be a one-man PR campaign for a new fan slogan since Quasi's hiring was announced. In Quasi, I trust. I am an airline executive in my 40s who uses data and analytics to guide my decisions. And I am beyond stoked to have someone my age in the GM office who appears to be running the team the way I would. My buddies and I have been receptive, or I'm sorry, my buddies have been receptive to the Inquasi I Trust uh, mantra, but I don't have a large enough platform to spread the word. Perhaps the Purple Daily team would be willing to spread the message of Inquasi I Trust. 
I feel the same way as a guy who I'm a little younger than uh, than you guys are, but I love the the data driven, emotionless decisions. Bring it all on, man! Bring on football, Moneyball. So I'm in. I don't know, so, you know, Adam. Whatever you need from us, in Quasi, I trust. Judd's not going to go that far because he's still very skeptical. I'm I'm more of a Bill Guerin guy right now, but Quasi will see. Quasi <laughs> will see. I th- that's why I was disappointed a year ago when they didn't clean house more because I wanted the emotionless decisions to let guys go. I got to be honest. Um, I, I've seen offseason grades regarding the Vikings all over the map. I'm a big fan so far. This spring or winter, I'm a big fan. I think that they are doing exactly what this is what I wanted. I wanted the harshness, the reality, the it's time to make changes because of exactly what that uh, note talked about. So, yeah, I So for Judd, it's in Quasi I kind of trust. In Quasi I'm starting to trust. In Quasi I'm no, in wait and see what? mode, but My it's motto looking is this. Tough decisions are easy. <laughs> tough decisions are easy. Eric Hendricks, that's a tough one, right? No, it's easy. Adam Thielen, how can you let him? No, that's easy. Yeah, if tough you think decisions. it's a tough decision, it's probably an easy. Exactly. Daniil Hunter is a tougher decision. I agree. But completely. the more you think about it, oh, he's like 29. He's expensive. If okay. your emotions play a role in a sports decision, you got problems. Yeah. <laughs> I really love this guy. Well, that's too bad. He's gone. Uh, you know they, you know the Vikings cut bait on Ragnar, didn't they? Didn't they have like a contract dispute with Ragnar a few years ago? He won like yeah. twenty grand a game or something. Yeah, well, we got a yeah. No, go ahead. No. Oh, we we got it. Didn't we get a tip about that, Phil? Like I I, th- I feel like we we talked about it on the old show. And did you get a note about like what his demands were? And yeah, he wanted. I think funny. he wanted like twenty thousand dollars a game, like some ridiculous yeah. appearance fee. It's like okay. Well, here's the good news for Ragnar, all right? You can ride your motorcycle anywhere soon here. I see the weather. It's still sunny outside today or heading toward 50 at some point soon. We are. Dennis Kirk is here to help you. Whatever you ride, Harleys, Indians, Metro Cruisers, sport bikes, you'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com so you can ride more and weight less. Over 180,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets as well. Shipping is free for orders over $89. If you order by 8 p.m., they ship the same day. Everything you need for your ride at DennisKirk.com. Also, a shout-out to our uh, our merch store. If you are interested in Before I Die hooded sweatshirts and T-shirts, just one Before I Die, it's all we ask for around here, scorenorth.com slash shop. Scorenorth.com slash shop for your official Purple Daily and Before I Die swag. Scorenorth.com slash shop. A bunch of people uh, remember that earlier this week, I promised a pecking order of former Vikings who looked the weirdest in their new jerseys. Because Adam Thielen's like wearing Carolina Panther stuff all over social media. So I'm going to fly through this. I present to you guys, not including Thielen and Kendricks, and I'm probably missing some here, but nine former Vikings who looked especially weird in a new jersey. And I'll give you the jersey. All right? In no particular order. John Randall in a Seahawks jersey. Yeah. Sure. It's a good one. Adrian Peterson had a bunch of different jerseys, but yeah. specifically a Saints jersey. Yelling at Sean Payton to give him more Yeah, carries. that was so, oh, God, I love that night. That was hilarious. And Sean Payton's like, buddy? You're gone. <laughs> uh, he's got an announcement coming up here soon. Yep. yep. He hasn't we- said what it is, either retirement or USFL. Or he's going to box another washed-up running back. Or he's going to try and come back. National Football League. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's. Oh, he might, but he might try. I don't think he'll be signed, but yeah. that that wouldn't put him. 
Um, yeah, I am on pins and needles waiting for AP to make this announcement. I'm going to go back to the uh, purple people eater slash 70s Vikings and give you three. Alan Page in a Bears jersey, Carl Eller in a Seahawks jersey, and Chuck Foreman in a Patriots jersey. Yeah, one year. 78, right? Or mm-hmm. 79, yeah. Yep, Chuck Foreman, Patriots. And that was Super the weird. Patriots were awful, too. God, were they bad for years. Kevin Williams in a Seahawks jersey. That was yep. weird. Yep, and then he he finished with the uh, Saints. Is that right? I think so. He bounced around a couple teams. Yep. Pudgy Chris Carter in a Dolphins jersey. Yeah, that was the one that came to mind to me. That was weird. <laughs> but do you remember when Gary Anderson was about to attempt that field goal against the Dolphins at the Metrodome with Pudgy Chris with it? The Dolphins, he was like screaming at Gary, you're going to miss it or something. I don't, but that's hilarious. <laughs> he was just, all of 98 just came back to Chris Carter in a flash. Dante Culpepper wore a number of different jerseys after he left the Vikings, but I think a Lions jersey was the one that I thought he looked the most out of yeah, place in. That was weird. I didn't like that one. The Raiders one made a little more sense, but the Lions one was weird. He started here for the Raiders, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, so for at least back, a few games. Yeah. They came back here in 08 or something to play. Yep. The oh, my first ever Vikings game in person was that game. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Did first... he get his role on in that game, or did the uh, Vikings... Kevin Williams or Pat Williams sacked him, and they got their roll on over Dante doing the mocking him a bit. That was also the first play of the game was a Sidney Rice pass to Vasante Shanko for yep, like 55 yards. It was awesome. Sidney Rice, Rice, one of the great arms for a non-quarterback I've seen on the Vikings. Yeah. Just a great arm. J- JJ's got that arm. And then my final one. A number of different ones to choose from here, but I'm going to yep. go uh, Randy Moss in a Titans jersey. Looked the weirdest. Hmm. Or a Niners jersey. But the, the Titans jersey, because he wore a bunch. You could say Raiders, or, you know, Patriots, he actually wound up looking pretty good in at the end of the day. But there was something about just old Randy Moss in a Titans uniform, that weird sky blue. Just I'm going to give you... A Moss one that's in in retrospect not as weird. It's weird, but you know what looked weird? Randy Moss in a Vikings jersey the second time around. You know what? I'm glad you brought that up because I I almost put Brett Favre in a Vikings jersey on this list. It 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 looked oh, weird. It did. Oh yeah. Oh it it it's that's top five I think all time in the league. Brett yeah. Favre in a. I remember the first time I saw him in the Vikings jersey, and I'm like, that is wrong. Like, yeah. it's just wrong. But it, but, but it when, was so right. It was so right for, like, four months, five but months. Ra- but Randy was so different when he came back here. And I'll never forget him in the back of the end zone against the Packers at Lambeau, alligator arming a ball in the back of the end zone. And it was just such a typical Moss catch, right? And he, like, had no interest in it. Yeah. Yep. He was, uh, man, imagine if he would have just kind of been as all in late into his 30s as Jerry Rice was. You know, he would have he would have broken a bunch of those records. So there it is. If, if we're sure. missing anyone, let us know in the YouTube comment section. Former Vikings who looked weird in other uniforms. Uh, Cord Benson says Declan. He's, re- he's referring to the uh, Lamar Jackson discussion for earlier this week. Declan thinks he knows more about NFL quarterbacks than Pete Bursich. Um, I can't definitively say yes or no. I don't think I. I don't think I. I know more than him. 
I don't know if Pete's like a quarterback savant necessarily. What, what did Pete play linebacker? What did he play when he was a player? Yeah. He linebacker. was a linebacker, yeah. And special teams, very good. Well, he was yeah, kind of a special teams a, ace yeah, linebacker I mean, guy. Yeah. Fired. Shots, you know, shots fired you know more about football than me. That's that's for sure, and that's okay. Yeah. Go, good for Pete. Uh, but in terms of quarterback Make your play, stand right now. Let's go. No, I know more about quarterbacks than, than Pete Persips. That's Oh, that's oh wow. If I may, I believe what we were saying in that segment or in, in that podcast that day was more related to what we perceived as potential biases about quarterback play than actual quarterback analysis breakdowns. Well, I think it's fair to say Kirk Cousins is more pinpoint accurate than Lamar Jackson. Yes. But Lamar Jackson has a bunch of other qualities that are better than Kirk. So to just boil it down to, well, Kevin O'Connell likes accurate quarterbacks. Therefore, Lamar Jackson's not someone that he would be interested in. That's what I'm saying. It's an oversimplification of what Kevin O'Connell probably thinks. And I'm guessing Kevin O'Connell hasn't hasn't voiced to Pete Bursich. Hey, don't tell anyone, but here's why we're not interested in Lamar Jackson specifically. I also feel like Jackson not being accurate is just a huge narrative as well. Like of all the problems, like the salary cap thing. I think that's a legitimate issue, right? Mm -hmm. Josh Allen's not that particularly accurate. He's more accurate than he was four years ago. But with Brian, uh, with Brian Dable gone this season, guess who had problems again? Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there you go guy. Okay. Ryan Aho says daily listener down the road uh, in the big rig, rolling down the road in his big rig. He'll truck driver Ryan here. Uh, thankful you guys. Is that what you were going to do? Yeah. Text did the same thing off camera. I, I just put mine on there. So you can see it. Thank you guys for making the day go a little bit easier. You got it, Ryan. The Vikings absolutely need to draft John Michael Schmitz if he's still on the board at 23. A reach? Maybe. He's projected to go late round one, maybe early round two. Yes, we have Bradbury at a team-friendly price. However, did everyone forget that Kirk took more quarterback hits than any other quarterback in the history of the league last year? If we draft a wide receiver, too, that's fine. It won't do much good if Cousins is on his back all game. The interior of our offensive line was awful. We need to solidify the bigs. I like the I like the guy in the big rig going after the big guys inside. That's good. Sorry. I mean, yeah, I love they, the idea, but it's not going to happen. I'd be I would be shocked if like they just re-signed a 26-year-old center to a multi-year contract. I'd be shocked if they followed up by drafting a center in the first round. Maybe in the, the the fifth round or something, sixth round pick, take a flyer on some guy. But I don't think their fir- their only pick in the first eighty six picks is going to be a dupl a, a duplication of a guy they just resigned. Who, so. who I, I think the show all agrees we really like John uh, Michael Schmitz. Yes, yeah. John Michael Schmitz, not Garrett Bradbury. But yeah, they're not going to draft him. We like not, Bradbury better than we did before. Like he had a better well, season. Sure, but I don't want to try and I I, I want to see an, an encore performance. Let's just say that. Burp, burp. Burp. Um, let's see here. I got, I got two more for you guys, and then we'll get to uh, we'll we'll we got a bunch of other Vikings things we'll put on Mackie and Judd feedback Friday. Eric McConnell says, "Hey Mackie, I like the discussions you're having about the possible shift in offensive philosophy based on the Vikings free agent signings so far." However, I don't think we're talking enough about the potential of Josh Oliver. Of course, his main skill in the NFL so far has been blocking, but his draft profile painted the complete opposite picture. Most of his weaknesses were blocking-related, 
coming out of college, and most of his strengths were as a receiver. He did he did have a he was more of a pass catching tight end in college. I wonder if KOC is hoping to tap into his receiving potential so he can have two legit pass catching tight ends on the field at the same time. Hmm? I saw that, and yes, so that so supposedly this kid was not good or not adept at blocking at all coming out of college, and uh, shockingly, the Ravens turned him into a great blocker. But, yeah, I think that there might be untapped potential there. There was one highlight I saw of, I think it was Lamar Jackson passed over the middle in which Oliver made a great catch and got absolutely blown up and, and held on. So he can definitely catch. Um, I think I think that's probably an accurate assessment. I think there's a good chance, not that this kid is going to supplant TJ Hawkinson, but it's probably a very good point that O'Connell wouldn't just think, because you know what? If teams are like, this guy's just going to block, what better time to leak him out? Well, that yeah. And if you look, his last year in, in college, he went to San Jose State. He was a third-round pick by the Jaguars. His last year at San Jose State, 12 games, he caught 56 passes, 709 yards, 13 yards a catch, handful of touchdowns. So it's there. You know, he's not, he's not just... It's not he's not just been a blocking tight end. So and the fact that he picked up blocking in the, the last three or four years at this high of a level, there's clearly more to his game. And he's what, 25, 26 years old. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. The football nerd in me is actually really excited to see how the fact that he was the first guy they signed very excitedly. Right. For like six or seven million dollars a year. And people are like, whoa, what are they doing? They already have Hawkinson. They have a vision for Josh Oliver. And it's not a bunch of idiots here, Quasi and KOC. If you if you believe in what those guys built last year, a 13-win team, I don't know how you can turn around and be critical of Josh Oliver coming in here as a free agent. So I'm I'm curious to see what their vision is for him. And it's not a bad contract. No, it's basically like, like the perception. This is a ter- what are you doing? Terrible contract. Yeah. No, no, there are terrible contracts. We've seen them before. That this is not a terrible contract. Yeah. So yeah, he dude, he's a six foot five, two hundred fifty five pound machine athlete so all right one more here uh on purple daily nick howard says where are the vikings getting all this money to sign these free agents am i missing something so what they're sort of two-part answer here they've they they took basically half of kirk cousins cap hit and they moved it into 2024 so that cleared out a big chunk eric kendrick's cleared out a huge chunk and then adam thielen cleared out part of a chunk so that's that's kind of how they got under the cap. And then what they've done is they've created some void years on some of these guys. They've they've lowered the cap hit on these free agents for this year, and they're pushing some money into future seasons. Or some of these contracts look bigger than they are on paper, but there's not that much guaranteed money. So now if they want to make like two if they wanted to sign like DJ Chark and maybe some other guy, they'd have to like restructure Brian O'Neill or come up with a, a Zadarius Smith plan or I something. I think they will too. I, I wonder if they're going to restructure O'Neal to sign the draft class. Yeah, could be. Because that's going to create a pretty big chunk of change as well. Mm-hmm. But again, kids, remember at, at home, be careful. The cap is not fake. It's just kicking the can down the road. So if you play with the cap, it can burn you. That's right. And there's your life advice that's from a, the sports that's dad. My, that's my Smokey the Bear sports dad. Only you can prevent cap problems. <laughs> and with that, we'll see you guys for a mock draft related checkdown Saturday episode. Just say that there's some continues to be quarterback first round steam for the Minnesota Vikings with some smart connected people in the league. So very interesting. We'll do that tomorrow. See you guys.